Welcome to Cups and Cakes presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear originally aired on April 9th, 2017 for episode 82 of the Cups and Cakes podcast. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. I'm Marvin Greensboro. Joining me today is Travis Sargent from the group Betrayers. Betrayers are a psychedelic garage band from Edmonton, Alberta. The incredible sophomore release, 12 Songs to Haunt You, weaves spaghetti western, 50s oldies, and subtle surf into their trademark retro psych sound. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How was your, uh, how's your day been? It's been all right. I took a harrowing bus ride to the west end of Edmonton, so I've been nice. sitting on the bus all day long. For a second there, I thought you said heroin bus ride. <laughs> there, I, I feel like there were some other passengers who were on a heroin bus ride, that's for sure. It's a good name for an album. <laughs> heroin bus ride. All right. Well, you got a new record. That's right. It really advances your sound, adding a slew of different genres, influences, while maintaining your psych roots. Where did these new sounds come from, and... Uh, how did you come by them? Well, we were working with a different producer on this record. The first record we made, our friend Patrick did the production, but in the interim between records, he'd moved away to Sweden to go and work for a video game company. He does sound design for them. So our friend Jesse Northey did this one. He's like a dude from Lethbridge. I'm sure you've heard his music before, Jesse and the Dandelions. And he has a totally different approach to things, so we, we just tackled it in a different way, I guess. Well, since you brought up Jesse, what uh, made you choose him for this record? Well, he's a good friend of ours to begin with, so it's nice having... I mean, you're putting a lot of trust in somebody if you're going to cut an album with them. And we trust him, and we had worked with him on some 7 Inches in the past, and I think we just kind of... we all work in the same way, I guess. He's just an easy guy to be around. Perfect. Why uh, the three-year hiatus between albums? Mm, I write songs very slowly, and also we I mean, we do all of the work ourselves. So all the work that goes into pressing stuff, all the work that goes into mail order, everything else, like it's all done by us. So everything takes a little bit longer because we're doing it all off our own backs, I guess. Well, on that note, how will this album be released? Vinyl, cassettes? downloads all of the above all of the above and cds too uh we have our own label called yoma and uh that's what we put out most of our music on yoma is going to do the lp and sweetie pie records they're doing the cassette and cd versions right on you're gonna hold on to some of the vinyl this time just in (laughs) case uh yeah i might do i saw uh someone sent me a link to uh, What's that website where... Uh, Discogs. Discogs, yeah. yeah. And it was going for... A, the first record was going for a pretty penny on there. So yeah, it might be wise to set a few aside. Maybe make an investment on a, you know, a down payment on a yacht or something yes. in the future. I'm pretty sure it was one of our interns sent you that link. Right, right, yeah. right. Filthy interns. 
So you mentioned that uh, this album will be released on the Sweetie Pie Records. What made you decide to join that group? They just seem to be the most active and interesting group of musicians going in Edmonton. All of the bands on that label are great, and they're people who want to go on tour and make records. The people who run the label are all people who play in bands themselves, so they understand like what we want out of the relationship. They just get it. Like They're just good, smart people who get it and are easy to work with. I dig that when you go and see a Sweetie Pie band, they'll have, like say for example, you go and see Marlena Moore, the Sweetie Pie will have a presence there, they'll have a table set up and they'll have all of the Sweetie Pie records, so you'll be able to get at a Marlena Moore show, you can get a John Common record, you can get a Power Buddies record, you can get a Physical Copies record. I just, th- I just think it's a cool way and sort of a nice community to be a part of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Speaking of community, there's a plethora of guests on this record. Right. How did you end up enlisting some of these other musicians? Uh, I mean, some people are just folks that we've played with in the past. Our friend Ross Nickel, who plays in Nectrio, and he plays with Mitch Maddock and a bunch of other groups. He came on a tour with us once to Europe, so he knew a bunch of our songs anyway. So we got him in to play a couple of tracks on keys. Same with our friend Terry Fairfield. He's a guy who now lives in Montreal, but he used to be part of the group. He plays on a bunch of stuff. Katie Fisher came in and sang on a song. Our friend Amelia Aspen, who played in the Lad Mag, she plays on a few things. Greg Foreman, he plays with Cat Power. He's the musical director for her group. He played organ on a track. I don't know, just reaching out to friends, I guess. And the more people that you get in the mix, the more interesting it is, I guess. All right, then. Well, what does the rest of 2017 have in store for The Betrayers? Oh, great question. Uh, it probably involves a lot of me cutting out 12 by 12 pieces of cardboard squares to make sandwiches to mail records out in. Uh, we'd like to do some more touring probably in the summer. It'd be nice to go back to Europe again, depending on you know whether or not the Grant fairies are kind to us this year or not. It'd be nice to go back over there. Yeah, just like doing some touring to finish the cycle of this record, I guess, or to promote it. you have any big shows coming up? Yeah, we've got an album release coming up at 9910 on Thursday, April 13th, with the aforementioned Marlena Moore and the Archaics, who are, I think, probably one of the greatest rock and roll bands happening in Edmonton right now. Both of those groups are amazing. So I'm shook to have to play after like two of the best groups going in the city. After that, our friend Eamon McGrath is rolling through from uh, Toronto. We're going to play a show with him, I think, in early May. We're playing with Guantanamo Baywatch in Calgary uh, later next month, too. Right on. Well, you've handled all the nice fluffy questions. (laughs) So let's move into the hard-hitting stuff. All right. The The gritty stuff, the real nitty-gritty. Yes. So we're going to start it off. What album sparked your love of music? When I was a kid, Shell gas stations used to give you these cassette tapes called the Solid Gold Collection. If you'd fill up, and it was all sort of music spanning from the dawn of rock and roll into the early 70s. But I always liked the early stuff. We would take them on road trips or whatever. So we'd have like, you know, Buddy Holly and uh, Roy Orbison and all of that like wonderful early 50s rock and roll, Chuck Berry. So I guess that's what made me interested in it. Right. What's your current musical obsession? The Kinks. I listen to The Kinks probably every day of my life. Mm. How do you take your coffee? Black. 
Alcohol or marijuana? Marijuana. Do I have to elaborate on these questions? Or are you just looking for... Uh, uh, it's perfect. All right. Yeah. What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? I don't know. I mean, having a, a sound man who knows what he's doing is always a treat, I guess. A rare treat. What's the worst? We did um, a versus show with the Wet Secrets once. And it was a back and forth. We'd play a song, they'd play a song, we'd play a song, they'd play a song. And I had a pedal in my pedal chain that whenever I hit it, it would short out the entire thing and my guitar would just disappear. It happened for every single song we played that night and every time that it would switch back to us, I would think that I had it under control and then I would hit this fucking pedal and shut down my entire rig. That was pretty mortifying. How many pets do you have and what are their names? I've got a bunch of snails. Snails? Yeah, I have a uh, tank. There used to be fish in there and then the fish died and I just kept the snails. Only two of them have names. Their names are Kay and Jenny Burkle, named after two sisters, uh, friends of mine from Ontario, two musicians. You win the pet story so far. <laughs> Strangest job you've ever had? Uh, when I first moved to Edmonton, when I was 17, I found a job working at the Shoppers Drug Mart on 113th Street and Jasper Avenue. And already I felt like Midnight Cowboy, like I came from a small town, so I felt like I was in the big city. So to work at this crazy drugstore in a neighborhood that was like a little bit rough and ready, especially after midnight, uh, that was a pretty interesting gig. Beatles or the Stones? Stones by, by a landslide. What was your first car? I've never had one. I'd have Ooh. a CCM. Car. CCM, nice. What's the best Canadian city to play? Edmonton. What's the worst? Mm, I don't want to say. <laughs> Let's say that it's in between Winnipeg and Toronto. What's something that everybody needs to shut up about? Father John Misty. He's terrible. I watched that performance on Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago in the bongos. I can't get over it, man. What's your biggest pet peeve? What was the term we came up with earlier? Heroin, heroin bus riders. What's uh, your favorite road trip album? Oh boy, uh, Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen. Ooh. What's the best album to have sex to? The Slider by T-Rex. Okay, if you could have sex with any musician, dead or alive, guy or girl, who would it be? Oh boy, that's a, t that's a tricky one. Maybe a three-way with the Davies brothers from the Kinks, just so I could hopefully absorb some of that, whatever that magic is. A three-way, being selfish. <laughs> um, if you could get wasted with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be and what substance would you abuse? I really like to get wasted with my friend Jason Stevenson. He plays in a band called Uptights from Vancouver. And I think I would pick him over anyone. What substance would we abuse? We'd probably drink cider on a beach in Vancouver where he lives now. Right on. If you could fight any musician, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, fuck. I feel like I wasted my Father John Misty comment on that earlier question. Uh, let's see, what's the guy f uh, from Oxbow, the really tough guy, he's like an MMA fighter? Probably that guy. Ooh. Okay, final question. If you just found out you were the last person alive on Earth, what's the first thing you'd do? It would be like that Twilight Zone episode, I'm sure, uh, where the guy just... Does everyone have the same answer? The guy discovers he's the last man yeah, on Earth. Henry like Bemis, I think his name time. was. 
At least you know his name. Right? It's, yeah. um, what's the actor's name? Burgess Meredith from the old uh, Batman series, The Penguin. Wow. So yeah, I imagine just probably break my glasses <laughs> like, like he did. Well, all right. I think that's, we're, I think we're just always going to get that answer, which is fine. It's what everyone goes to immediately yeah. when they think that they're yeah. the last, or when they hear about being the last person on Earth. Well, all right. That brings us to the end of Rapid Fire and to the end of our interview. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming. Good luck on uh, the future. All right. Cheers. Put it there. All right. To send you on your way, here's your track for the kill. Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Betrayers. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music running throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at marlowerecords.com. 
Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening.